I sing for all creation, for life and liberation, every day anew. Thank you, Ali Halpert, for that beautiful song. Um, I want to pause here <clears throat> in the podcast flow, in the PCAST flow, and back up a little bit and tell you about the stepping stones, the adventures to grief and death and dying that year. If you've been in the little Ohm world or the Pleasance world for a while, um, may feel like I'm talking a lot about now and you might be able to yourself feel into the shifts that I've been experiencing in my own life, in my own practice, in my own um, growth and maturity. And also kind of like, feels like opening up to what has always been true and um, pulling back some of the layers of it and being more honest. It's not that I was hiding this part of me. It's that I didn't realize that it was, um, that other people weren't experiencing life in this way or thinking about death and dying and grief. And there was something that happened in the past few years. Where I realized I have had a grief practice my whole life. And I assumed other people did as well, not intentionally, not consciously, but I think subconsciously really, um, not having a clue that other people were not thinking about death or grief or listening to music and crying and printing out words. Or I have so many memories of every stage of life. Um, having a relationship with music and poetry and song and words that would touch my like very tender, sensitive heart and printing them and reciting them and crying with them. And that was a grief practice. I have a memory of being um, very little, probably third grade, fourth grade, and reading an obituary of someone in our community who had um, died over the summer, uh, a child, and spending a few days in bed with the obituary. And I read it over and over. I did not have a prayer practice then um, as intentionally as I do now, but that's what I was doing, was laying in bed and reading the words and bringing to mind this beautiful light of a child and just honoring her, honoring her spirit. I felt very connected to her and um, to the grief process itself as an honoring of her life. She was such a light. And I would say that that has continued. Um, 
I could, uh, you know, so many faces and names and beautiful humans that I've had such uh, the privilege of being in relationship with or knowing um, flood my mind of memories of people that I have actively grieved walking the streets, crying, <laughs> um, thinking about families and just really prioritizing that part of the emotional spectrum. And so now, um, it is the new year in the Jewish calendar and it feels like finally all of these like pieces to the puzzle that, that were somewhat separate or not related, um, or didn't feel related are now coming together. And I've been able to really think about it in terms of life coach turned death educator. And I see the life coach part and lifestyle, um, sharing from an Ayurvedic perspective, um, and from all of the other things I've studied, um, center for mind, body medicine, just so many years, positive psychology, everything I've studied, um, putting it into putting it on the other side of death as teacher period. And so like, they're the, they're two sides of the same coin. It's, it's the heartfulness, the passion about living well is also about dying well and defining that for ourselves, for our society. Um, and I think that the living well piece has really moved into mainstream conversation, but the dying well, we still have a lot of work to do and it doesn't have to be, I think the thing I want to say here, um, to invite everybody into this conversation. This is actually something we all have in common. Every age, every color, every body size, shape, gender, sexuality. This is a conversation that we all can be having with all the people we love in a deep, deep honoring of the preciousness of life. Like the, the beautiful, special, tender, Mm, just like juice, the nectar of life um, grows when, in my experience, and with the people that I'm in all these death conversations with, and the way in which we can use it as fuel to honor however many breaths we have left, which none of us know, whether it will be a long life or a short life or with so much pain physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. I mean, there's just so many unknowns. And I think a lot of the unknowns can lead to a type of anxiety or restlessness. And also with gathering of resource and in community, it can also be fuel for a more passionate aligned life. Perhaps, maybe not, maybe you don't make any changes. Maybe it doesn't impact your external life, but it does impact your internal. And so I, um, I started a few years ago, but I would say it's kind of growing more and more, um, publicly educating on ethical wills, um, the living eulogy, death cafes, um, bringing together end of life, um, topics and experts and conversations and really intentionally 
um, thinking about what's needed now and where should we start? And a lot of the people I'm in conversation with are at least 20 to 30 years older than I am, which I love because I love intergenerational relationship. I love interspiritual relationship. I love interfaith relationship. I believe that the um, interconnectedness of all of us with this commonality with death brings us together more than it brings us apart. And I think that's exactly the kind of medicine I want to be part of right now and engaged in and and intentional about spending my time is like, today, was I in any interfaith conversations or interspiritual relationships or rituals or practices? Did I have any intergenerational um, conversations or um, intentional like touch points, contact points? And that's part of kind of queering um, ecology, queering spirituality, queering, queer as questioning, um, which is a really incredible, um, way of working with the word queer. And it feels again, relevant to a death conversation, relevant to a grief conversation, because it's so much more, it's so much deeper than there's one way, there's a normative way, right? There's a heteronormative way or a societal normative way of doing anything that um, what if all of us on the fringes, what if all of us who live in the questions are the more we open up to that being um, also included in the ecosystem that it creates more like energetic connection, more vitality, more, oh, maybe more tears, maybe more depth of feeling, right? Like it's not just love and light and up here and positive wellness culture. It's like deeply rooted, messy. Like I am okay with the depths of my soul feeling ripped out or gutted because I've had experience with that. And so when you show me yours, I got you. Like, that's how we do this together is this, my um, capacity for being with the the huge spectrum of emotion of life. And part of that is being with death. Um, I feel like is a, is, is medicine for this time. It's what I long for in relationship. I don't want someone to come in and try to fix it or fix me. Like I'm going to work through it. And would you like to sit here with me while I do that? (laughs) Cause I'd love your company. And it actually helps with the healing and the support to lean back into the layers of support that are here. And so may this be an invitation to your grief practice, your walking and crying, your journaling and remembering some of the difficult parts of your life, the right to heal. Um, that's a workshop I lead um, that helps us write, write, write ourselves through the pain into the healing vortex that's possible. And really thinking about micro grief practices that might one day translate into a larger conversation. It might not, that's all okay. But I'm just really curious about where are you with grief, death? Um, where are you with the well, the, the like, oh, I just, I can picture just this like huge, vast void space, emptiness. And 
it's so easy to fill that right now with all the things. And so I've been, especially recently this year has been so much grief. Um, just sitting with that well of pain and seeing it and allowing actual humans to support me with that. And then also the more than human world and just really practicing the capacity to sit with that well of pain. Um, it feels like it's turning like the light around me in, in my life. It's making it brighter. Mm. There's more awe and there's that grief and praise together. So what questions do you have? What is something you might want to talk more about? Always feel free to share or reach out and may we find our way home together. May we live well. May we die well. May we feel supported and loved while we're here breathing and living together. All right, y'all take care. I sing for you. I sing for what is holy and is true. I sing for all creation, for life and liberation every day anew.